What's up, Fight fans? It is episode 118 of the Fight Library. Today, I am posting a talk I had with Blake Rafino of Are You Serious Sports? Um, we talked about UFC 250 a little bit before it happened, the day before, actually. Uh, it was a good talk, and we talked a lot about what was going on on the card. And I was right on most of it, except for the Aljamain Sterling fight. I'm sorry, Aljamain. I didn't mean to count you out, man. So before we get into the episode, please drop a sub, drop a review. It's great for the channel, and uh, follow me on Twitter, Blaine Henry. T-F-L, B-L-A-I-N-E, H-E-N-R-Y, T-F-L. So, without further ado. Call uh, you on the line with me. <laughs> Who do I have the great pleasure of speaking to tonight? Blaine Henry, man, Fight Library. What's up, brother? Okay, Blaine Henry. Is that you, Blaine David, on here on yeah, Facebook Live? Facebook, man, my okay. is too dank, so okay. Listen, my Blaine. account, and I can't use my last name. <laughs> okay okay i get it that's why it threw me off blame man what's going on brother how are we doing tonight not a whole lot man just doing a little work doing a little work getting ready for this hurricane getting ready for ufc 250 <laughs> i hear you well first off you i you need to hit that like and hit that share on facebook because we're about to do i guess look this is a great segment we're about to have go everyone go ahead and like and hit that like and share blaine listen okay ufc 250 tonight or not tonight, tomorrow night. What do you think overall? Yeah. What do you see? We're going to break some of these down. I'm going to start in the prelims. I don't like doing do early it. prelims. I, mean, I, I I just don't. What do you see in the early prelims that you think is something that people need to watch out for? Man, so very first fight on the card is a banger. Um, Evan Dunham is You're a talking very, about Charles very Bird? No, I got a uh, Herbert Burns and Evan Dunham as the first one on Tapology, which is a little bit more reliable than where you at Wikipedia. No, I'm on UFC's page. Oh, they never have it right, brother. Tapology.com <laughs> gets the order correct every time. <laughs> okay, so what fight are you looking yeah. at? Herbert Burns and Evan Dunham. It's a catchweight right, battle, man. Um, I did an interview earlier with Herbert during the week, and he's the brother of Gilbert Burns, who just destroyed Tyrone Woodley. Um, I did Herbert not know that. Oh my God, dude. He's a monster. He trains with him and uh, you want to talk to him like, Hey, so let me ask you this. He taps who out more. <laughs> he laughs. He's like, it depends on the day. He's got a Brazilian accent, but that's going to be a banger of a fight. Um, buried on the prelims is juicier for and Alex Perez. Uh, that's yep. a flyweight fight. And those are two high ranked opponents. And it, that's a really fun fight for fans. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, Chase Hooper, somebody else on the prelim you want to watch. Chase Hooper, um, he's got some nasty ground game. He's a young guy with the fro, and he's fighting Bruce Leroy, Alex Acaras. So uh, he ought to beat the hell out of Bruce, uh, out of uh, Alex Acaras. But Chase is yeah. always fun. Yeah, yeah, I got Chase. I, I got Chase in that fight. You know who else that I have? And you, I, the reason I said Charles Bird. Did you have you been hearing the little rumors about Charles Bird that he just he he he's been really focused this camp. He's ready to come out and fight. I, it's a middleweight bout. I'm I'm ready to see it. What do you think about Charles Bird? Charles Bird's a really good prospect. He he's ten and six, so he's he's, he's got a decent record. Um, mm -hmm. He's fighting Mackie Pitolo. He's he's twelve and five. So these are two pretty good matched opponents. Um, Pitolo lost to Callum Potter uh, at UFC two forty three. He he's a contender series guy. Whereas yep. Charles Bird, he's um let's see, is he a contender series? I don't remember. Yeah, he's a I contender series as well. Yeah. yeah. So he's lost to Darren Stewart and Edmund Shabazin, which are two really, really, really great middleweight prospects. 
Um, so his two losses in the UFC aren't bad. Um, Charles Bird's fighting for his job, though. Usually uh, a fighter of his caliber, <laughs> three, three straight losses is a, uh, is, is a death sentence in the UFC. But that, that, that's going to be a banger of a fight, that's for sure. These two guys from the Contender Series, they're designed to come out and knock people out, which is what Dana White wants fans to see. So that's, that's going to be a exactly fun fight. Right. All right, let's move over to the main card where I want to spend most of our time. Let's start from the quote-unquote very bottom, I mean, from what I'm looking, because this is just my notes. So I'm going to start here. Sean O'Malley, okay, and Eddie Wineland are squaring off. Look, O'Malley is 11-0. I think he beats the absolute dog crap. I mean, absolute dog crap out of Eddie. What What do you think there? This is this is a really good test for 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 Sean O'Malley. Eddie Wineland's twenty four and thirteen. He's a very he's mm-hmm. the most experienced opponent he he faced. Uh, he he will have faced. And man, look, Sean O'Malley, he's going to destroy Eddie Wineland, and that's what the UFC wants. People know who Eddie mm-hmm. Wineland is. He's been in the UFC for forever. Seeing Sean O'Malley absolutely just run through him, it's gonna be um it's gonna be a fun thing for fans. They've been pushing Sean O'Malley. And for good reason, he's exciting him. He's got a lot of spinning stuff. His striking's incredible. He's just a really good fighter. Look, he's not this yet. Okay, he's not this yet. But I think that they're trying to push this. I'm not going to say like a Connor, but it feels mm-hmm. like that they're trying to push it like a Connor. Do you do you think that's what they're trying to do there? Yeah, absolutely. UFC is in the business of making Connor McGregor's and Ronda Rousey's now. Um, they got a taste. It's kind of like a dog that gets a hold of the chickens in the backyard. Uh, <laughs> it, it tastes a little bit of blood, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, I gotta have this!" So they're, they're trying to make it. And Sean O'Malley's very similar to Connor. Um, he's he's a stand-up fighter. He's he's gangly. He's long. Um, his left is dangerous. I mean, he's not quite as mm-hmm. the same style as Conor McGregor. Uh, Sean O'Malley's more flashy than Connor is, which is wild to think. But yeah, they're trying to build. Got, star, he's like, got better like ground game too, doesn't he? Like he's got better oh, yeah. ground game. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. He's. I he's think that's going to be a before, but he handles himself. Mm, it's going to be a very good fight. All right, number two, something I didn't pick this fight because I just don't really know where it's going to go. And a guy that follows it as good as you do, you, you know that I'm the guy. Especially we go back and forth on Twitter, especially during the mm-hmm. fights. I'm the guy that's like, oh. That dude just got punched in the face, and he's out. That's the kind of guy I am. I mean, do I know a little bit of the sport? Yes. Do I love the sport? Yes. Okay, but this next one, I just don't know where to go. So maybe to everyone that's going to listen and going to watch tonight, Neil Magny and Anthony Martin, Anthony Rocco Martin, who do you got there? I'm taking Neil Magny. Neil Magny is on a tear. Um, he did he did look really good against Jingling Lee. Um, he lost to Santiago Ponza Bibio in 2018. But he got suspended for prohibited substances, um, whether it was a tainted supplement or not. It was, it was a two-year suspension. So he made his return on UFC 248, and he looks fantastic. Neil Magny has great wins, and Anthony Rocco Martin is a great fighter. But Neil Magny is going to run through him tonight, or tomorrow night, I should say. Going up to the next one, okay, something that I thought that we'd spend our, our, our focus on these last three, Blaine. Blaine Henry's yeah. our guest. Follow him on Blaine henry mma on twitter am i right there blaine henry mma on twitter uh tfl the fight library okay i just know you as blaine henry mma all right (laughs) the fight that's going to come up to the number one can be the number one container in the bantamweight division 
is Aljamain Sterling and, and, and Corey San, Sanhagen. I don't know Blaine for the life of me. I want to take Aljamain Sterling. I really do. But Corey Sanhagen is a freaking beast. He he is a freaking <laughs> beast. What I mean, what do you see? I think that Aljamain just with the 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 flashiness and the moving side to side could maybe possibly hurt Corey at times. What do you see? What do you see there? All right, so my X factor for for Aljamain Sterling is the last time he fought was June eighth, twenty nineteen. So it's been a year since he's fought. Um, yep. Corey Sanhagen, obviously, he beat Rafael Sunsau, which is a great win in twenty nineteen. That was a couple months after he was supposed to fight Frankie Edgar in January before Frankie got rebooked. So he took a training camp. You look at that, mm-hmm. and he he got in shape. He just didn't fight. Aljamain hadn't been in a training camp. He's been trying to get a title shot when Petter Yan's out there doing the thing and getting the title shot. So I like mm-hmm. Aljamain a lot. He's a great fighter, but I think Corey's just going to be the fresher fighter, especially after um, Aljamain being off a year. This has really the biggest potential to be fight of the night for sure, though. I, I think it will be the fight of the night. I, I, I don't think that – because we're going to talk about the next fight with Cody Garbrandt. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second. Here's what I think about Aljamain Sterling, though. I, I get the layoff and being off the year, and I like I get all of that. Okay, but I didn't fully do the research, but I did enough coming into the show. You, Blaine, the record, though, against guys that have been on a layoff closer to a year or maybe a year and a half, it's not that bad. Over the last fights, I think it's like 27 and 6. Okay, guys yeah. that have been, you know. So, I don't know if it's if it's that big of a deal, but you think that it could be. And I agree with you where it could be, but 27 and 6, man, that's that's a big victory for guys that have been off for a year. Why would it be be that? Could Aljamain just be the fresher guy ready to go? Yeah, I mean, he could. You, you you are looking at a situation where Corey could have um, injuries going into the fight from the Frankie camp that are lingering. That is definitely a thing. Whereas, like, for example, they're talking about T.J. Dillashaw coming back in a couple in a year, um, and he'll have uh, no injuries because he hasn't been fighting and training for fighting. So you definitely got that aspect to it. Aljamain can come in here super fresh, use his long jab, his funkiness. You know, he's got that crazy knee bar finish and all that. Um, Aljamain could very well come out here and get this. This fight is really a toss-up. I like Corey on it myself, but I'm I'm not gonna be like if if you wanted me to put some money on it, I'm like eh, yeah, wait, I'll wait on that. No, yeah, I didn't. All right, I, we both agree. We think it's gonna be the fight of the night. All right, number five and number nine in the bantamweight division is going to happen. Rafael Osansal, we just talked about, and Cody Garbrandt is going to be going up against together right before Amanda Nunes and Felicia Spencer. Listen, Blaine, you might rip me a new one here. Okay, you might Go say that I'm a complete, a complete idiot. I think Cody Galbrandt's done, man. I think that he goes in here oh. and gets absolutely obliterated. And I think that, look, I've seen him. We've seen him in these last fights. I think he goes in here and gets obliterated. And I mean that. You're going to probably like me so, a new one. What do you think? No, it's okay. It's okay. You've got all the reason to believe it. Cody Garbrandt doesn't fight bright. Um, he fights he does like not. a a mini Chuck Liddell. He goes in there, he stands and bangs. Cody Garbrandt's Achilles heel is definitely his chin. He gets knocked out super easy. Um, the wind right. blows the wrong way, and he, he's gonna he's gonna be wobbled a little bit. 
So you have every right to say that. Uh, the good news for Cody Garbrandt is Raphael Sunsau is not very well known for his power. Um, if you go back, he has a knockout win in 2017 um, mm-hmm. over Matthew Lopez. I'm looking. I'm going through it right now. And then 2012 was his other knockout. Um, let's see. Was there any other ones? He has two knockouts on his record. So this is kind of a a gimme for um, Cody Garbrandt. Like, look, if you get knocked out by Raphael Sunsau, you might you're be done. done. We don't care if you're the bantamweight champion, man. It's mm-hmm. four losses in a row, TJ, TJ, and then Pedro Munho. Um, you know, he goes out there and he, he just he swings crazy. Now, I forgot where he changed camps to, but he left Team Alpha Male. Um, so I'm curious to see if he fights tomorrow now. Uh, in it, he didn't go to top team, did he? Oh, I don't think he went to top team. Let me see. I can look that up real quick. Okay. Yeah, but Cody is is a great, great fighter, man. He's always fun, you know. He's he's fun to watch. He's got hands, um, and he's, he's gonna make it electric. Like like let's not blame yeah. right quick, but he's gonna make it electric. Where I think that it's just a a setback for me as an individual is the the simple fact is that I know that Raphael is not known for his power, but I mean was teach I mean. I remember listening to a Joe Rogan podcast talking to Shab, and he said neither was TJ. I mean, TJ was electric and, and, and punched a lot, but the power sometimes wasn't there, and he's been knocked out by a lot. Of, I mean, his chin just seems to be soft and getting brittle. And so I think the I mean, the right punch at any time can do it. Did you see the Raphael, his, um, his sparring thing? Now, it was – I don't want to say it's deleted, and I'd have to go find it to you, and I could send it on, to you on Twitter. He knocked out a sparring yeah. partner. Did you see that? I did not see that actually, but I mean that Raphael. He knows he needs to change. Um, he's been at the top of the bantamweight for a long time, and he has two straight losses to Marlon Marais and Corey Sanhagen. So I mean, Matt Bringer says well he's trained with Mark Henry. He's trained with Mark Henry. Talking about That's Barbara. Right. It think. is Mark. Matt Matt Bricker knows everything about training camps. Shout out, Matt. What's up? Yeah, actually, believe it or not, with the sheriff's office, Matt Bricker and I used to work together. His wife is actually one of my what? bankers. Yep, sure wow. did. His wife's one of my bankers. I, I love Matt. Matt, I, I, you you can call in as well, man, too, after this. All right, let's get to the five tonight. Let's get to the five tonight. Amanda Nunez and Felicia Spencer. Now, we just had Michael Gagliano on. The guy does a lot of betting. He's very successful in it. Now he says that he's taking Felicia Spencer in the upset, and mm-hmm. I have seen the line change from Wednesday night to tonight. Before I came on, I don't know where it's at right now. In Felicia Spencer's favor, I think that when you're Amanda Nunes and stick, you know, stick with me here. I'm going to let you, you know, go all out go on ahead. this fight, but Felicia Spencer. I think does have an advantage in the sense of it's very difficult to be on top when you have two belts. We've never seen this before ever. We've never seen someone hold two belts for this long. And I think at some time, Amanda is going to get caught. Is Felicia Spencer going to be the person that catches her? So the, the I'm looking at the odds right now as of yesterday, the fifth is just for the fifth. Oh, as mm-hmm. of the fifth, Amanda Nunez is a minus six seventy, and Felicia Spencer is a plus. 475. I like Felicia that number. I'll be honest with you. I think Amanda Nunes is going to win this fight, but Felicia is going to be the type of fighter that can um, 
that can win against Amanda Nunes. So let's take a look back at Amanda Nunes' last loss get, uh, to um, Kat Zangano at UFC 178. That was in 2014, so it's a long time ago. Felicia mm-hmm. Spencer's a very similar fighter to Zangano. She's tough. It's really hard to knock her out. Chris Cyborg couldn't knock out Felicia Spencer, who has great hands. Um, mm-hmm. If Felicia yeah, Spencer can drag this fight into the later rounds, it's very possible mm-hmm. she wins this because Amanda's gas tank's not proven. Since then, she has one, two, three, four, uh, five, six first-round knockouts. She went the distance almost with Raquel Pennington. Um, her mm-hmm. gas tank looked good there, but she definitely slowed down. So someone bigger than Amanda, this is not a gimme fight like everybody sees. If you put 100 bucks on Felicia Spencer at plus 425 or 475, whatever it is, I, you, I, I wouldn't say that's dumb money. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Every time I go into a fight and I watch it and I sit here and I think about it and I sit here and say, my gut is normally right. Okay, now when Tyron Woodley knocked out Till, my gut was wrong. I didn't think it would be a knockout. Like I've had those moments where it's been wrong. Okay. But my gut is telling me that something's up with that fight. And my gut's telling me that I think Amanda Nunes is it she looks tired, man. She looks tired. You know, like they asked her in the po and one of the conferences that, hey, uh, Amanda, how are you doing? And she just looked drained. Did you get that same feel or am I just kind of reading too much into it? Amanda's packing on a lot of weight, so her weight cut's not that bad, but it is very possible that she said she had COVID. Um, it's very possible she was sick and she was sick during the training camp. Who knows if it's COVID? I mean, they're saying I've but seen she, numbers as high as 80% have it. Though, Blaine, like her, her anybody, like her antibodies would have tested positive. I think, I feel like yeah. everyone would have, you know, like, did you hear Dana White's press conference today by chance? Bits and pieces, yes. Okay, did you hear when he said that uh, in the Bellagio they tested they were te- they tested twelve thousand people they had one person test positive? I, yeah, that was Dr. Ray. Yeah, it was, and it, it's it's tough for me. It's tough for me to believe that 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 she. I got the flu. Okay, let's say January seventh. Okay. And now I feel like, well, maybe that would have been coronavirus. I don't know. She didn't have COVID because her antibodies would have tested positive. Blaine Henry's our guest. So, Blaine, so you're taking Amanda Nunes, correct? Uh, Yes, but I I, I really would think about putting money on Felicia as well. Okay. Amanda's great, man. Amanda's great. I'm going to take Nunes. I'm not going to say you're wrong for picking Spencer. There is a clear path to victory for her drag it into later rounds, pin her against the fence, and make her work hard. She she does look tired, like you said. I, if she makes it, you know, so a, a person that does a lot of betting that I'm very, you know, close with, who I kind of pretty much do everything he says, and he's usually around the 59 to 60% mark on his on his confirms, he's he took he he's putting some serious money on Felicia and I but he's doing it like what Gags trying to just make me do, you know, that she's going to go post three rounds, and I'm not, you know, I'm not going to do that. Um, I I think that she's going to try and make it a, as ugly as she can. So Blaine Henry is our guest. Blaine, what else? What else you got for us? Anything else that you want to you mention? Where can people follow you on the Twitter? Do you if you have a Facebook page? Where can they follow you? 
check out the Facebook page of the Fight Library. Um, I post all interviews and just MMA news. Blaine Henry TFL on Twitter. And obviously, I got my website where I have interviews with fighters like Petter Yan, Chris Cyborg, Aljamain Sterling, a lot of the ones we talked about tonight, um, fight-library.com. Best website in the world next to Are You Serious Sports, of course. <laughs> oh, you're making this this very tan Italian man blush. Blaine, we got we to gotta have you on again, man. And maybe we can have old Dustin Cordier at some point. All right. Thank you to everyone who listened to this episode. And thank you to Blake for having me on the show. Uh, that is always fun to go on somebody else's show and talk about fighting. So um, I've got an interview dropping on the website with Melissa Gatto. I've got Austin Hubbard coming to the podcast. I've also got Matt Frivola. You guys are going to enjoy that. So stay tuned. Word from my sponsors and we'll be back. Thanks again to everyone who listened to this episode. Please drop a sub and a review on your podcast um, app. It is great for the channel. You can also follow us on social media. Blaine Henry TFL and Fight Library underscore on Twitter. Instagram, you can follow us at Fight Library News for all, everything except for boxing, which is TFL Boxing. YouTube, the Fight Library. Facebook, the Fight Library. And the Fight Library Boxing. Twitch, Fight Library. Also, check out the website, fight-library.com, where we post more than just what you hear here. Um, we have interviews from everywhere around the world in many different languages, so you can get the best martial arts in the world. Also, don't forget to check out Swamp Stank, the best band in the world. Their new EP is out. They graduated from a single to EP. Their new EP, Swamp Stank, self-titled, is out on iTunes, Spotify, and anywhere else you listen to music. Anyways, thank you all for listening. I'm out. Later.